Welcome back to Gesundheit with Jacobus, Health Talk Radio. Now your host, Jacobus Hollowine. Uh, thank you very much. Good morning, everybody. Last hour indeed. So let's make it count. lot to talk about. Uh, nice to be with you. The purpose of the program today, the goal was to talk about April Fool's Day because that's what it is today. And April Fool's Day, I just wanted to see, do you feel as an individual that you have been fooled by the American Western medical machine, American medical machine, the CDC, the FDA, the pharmaceutical industry, the commercials about what they consider health when all they want to do is sell something. I, I keep saying that we ha have to move away from looking at our health as individual parts but we have to look at ourselves as the person who we are, the, the heritage we're from, the experiences we have had in this life, the, uh, the loves, the hates, the uh, dis disappointments, the successes, the feelings, the aches and pains, the emotional feelings, the physical aches and pains, the mental pain. Many people are still in there. How can we isolate those and say, wait a second, we don't want to isolate them. We actually need to incorporate them in the person, in the individual, in the heart and soul and the brain and the body that we are. It says over here, the main error of the biomedical approach is the confusion between disease processes and disease origins. Instead of asking why an illness occurs and trying to remove the conditions that lead to it, medical researchers try to understand the biological mechanisms through which the disease operates so that they can interfere with them. These mechanisms, rather than the true origins, are seen as the causes of disease in current medical thinking, and this confusion lies at the very center of the conceptual problems of contemporary medicine. Almost all the prevention programs you see today, such as mammograms or other screening programs, are nothing more than patient recruitment schemes designed to increase revenue and sickness. They use free screenings to scare people into agreeing to unnecessary treatments that only lead to further disease. Nobody has any interest in your health except you. No corporation, no doctor, and no government has any desire to actually make you well. This has served the short-term financial interest of higher powers in the West very well. The only healthy, aware, critically thinking individuals are all 100% free of pharmaceuticals and processed foods. So, that is indeed what happens. We have to take care of us. That's simply the way it is. If you want to dig a hole in your backyard, 
nobody's going to do it for you. You're going to have to do it yourself. Of course, you can hire somebody. But when it comes to health, it's us building the mountain. It's we, we may get support to get the job done, but it has to start with us to make the initiative, to make the decision. That's what we're going to do. And, and, and like Dave just called from Butte, and he says he's been in this health kick for the last four years, he made the decision. Nobody else did it for him. He said, I am not feeling great the way I am, so what can I do to improve my health? And those are the important questions we have to ask ourselves. How much are we truly interested in feeling better? Do we actually know what it is to feel better? Do we say to ourselves, well, we're just getting older. What does that mean? Once you are slipping on a slope and the slope is going slightly downhill, all you're going to do is pick up speed. You're going to pick up pick up speed. You're going to have to somehow get off that track and hold on to something before you start fall, falling all the way down. So as we start seeing that our health is failing, we, well, we can either go for the ride, so to say, or we can say we're going to slow it down as much as we can and if possible, rotate it. And if we can rotate the direction, we will slow down the dying process. But we go for the ride, we're accelerating the dying process and we're going to have misery for many years, if not decades, to come. Good morning, caller. Thanks for joining the program this morning. What's your Good name? How can we help you? Good morning. Tyler, I, I just I, wanted to bring up that uh, I've seen, I watched a recent documentary called uh, What the Hell? Yeah. I'm curious if you've seen that yet. I have not. Okay. Um, so it basically What the Hell or What the Health? What the Hell? Okay, What the Hell. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it goes off the line of basically what you're talking about today, the FDA, Big Pharma, the government, uh, American Heart Association, and how we've been duped by them to continually consume what they're feeding us. Um, yeah. It touches on eating basically the meat-based diet that we're being shoved all the time. You know, you got everyone who's addicted to fast food restaurants that have the beef and everything from there, right. and then your store-bought beef, and drawing the conclusion that um, eating this meat diet, whether it's chicken, beef, and such, that raises your... Um, your inflammation, uh, your heart disease, your risk to um, colon cancer, yeah. uh, heart attacks. Yeah. And so I'm just trying to pull off the main points of it. Oh, the other one that came across was with um, the type of old person diseases and such that we have, like uh, Alzheimer's. Yes. Drawing the conclusion that uh, the antibiotics and such that are fed to these cows and the disease causes mad cow can only be killed at uh, 800 degrees. Okay. And so when you're eating that meat, you're consuming that mad cow disease as well. And they're drawing the line uh, where I've seen some of the research that I've read up on is that um, mad cow disease is basically Alzheimer's in humans. Interesting point. Yeah. And they're drawing that because the uh, antibiotics is uh, filled with, I believe it's copper and borium, which causes the degradation of those proteins. Mm -hmm. Very good point. Very good point. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess what is like pushing out the best diet if you need, like, is there a right amount of meat to eat? Is there no amount of meat that you should have in your diet? I um, I think uh, I think uh, Tyler, right, is your name? Yes. I think that uh, we need protein, but how you get that protein, that is up to you. There are vegans who focus on the protein on a vegan source, and I'm not talking about just beans or anything. There are different right. ways to get your protein, Nothing but they yeah. they will nourish the cells, and the cells, as the research shows, about 60 to 65% of each and every cell in our body depends on amino acids. Uh, about 25% depends on fats. 10% is sugars. 5% is vitamins. And another 5% is minerals. We, we need the, the activities in each and every cell. If it is a liver cell, skin cell, eyeball cell, intestinal, spleen cell, whatever, whatever cell it is, they all need food in order to live and to do what they're supposed to do. So I tell people that if you are not an active person, and that is not a shame, that is simply if you don't have time to be active, if you don't want to be active, or if you are in a wheelchair, or even you're quadriplegic, you cannot exercise, you're not exercising, you're not burning calories by through exercising, then I would recommend that you find out approximately what your ideal weight is. And you take that ideal weight number, and then you say, um, I take 50% of the ideal weight in grams of protein per day. And then if you uh, if and then still try to get about 25 to 30% fats. And the fats I'm talking about here are the uh, the avocados and avocado oil. We have coconut oil, fish oil, flax oil butter from grass fat sources uh olive oil um those are those are really good a little bit of nut butter probably maybe like an almond butter uh you can mm -hmm. do some macadamia nuts macadamia pistachios and walnuts all seem to be anti-inflammatory nuts and so those are sources of fats that we can consume now if you are a medium active person so let's say you're driving your car uh, when you're not active, you're driving your car 80 miles an hour cruise control on a flat road. You you barely you use gasoline, but not as much once you're cruising. But if you go in a six six percent hill and you keep it at 80 miles an hour, you are going to burn through the fuel very quickly. And mm -hmm. so, as we are exercising two to four times a week, vigorous exercises, breaking a sweat, doing resistance training, we are now burning through that protein a lot faster. So we need to get more protein, and I recommend people do 75% of their ideal weight in grams of protein. So it's not what you want to be, but based on your height and your bone structure, what is approximately your ideal weight? And so now you start increasing that protein to about 75%. If you are very active, five to seven times a week, you have vigorous workouts, you have a very physically demanding job where you work five, six days a week, you almost need to go to fit to 100% of your ideal weight in grams of protein per day. And so the issue is, uh, Tyler, that then protein really will be used as a nutrient. People think, oh my God, I'm going to look like a bodybuilder. No, the, it, mm -hmm. is, it is the functioning of the body 
that determines what you look like. So if you're a runner and you run every day, you still need all that protein, but you will never be a big person. But if you use your muscles. Right. If you use your muscle in a certain way and you if, if you decide you don't want to do any cardio, all you want to do is lift weights, the protein is going to be used to restore the muscle very quickly. And you because now you have your muscles to lift weights, you will start looking like you're lifting weights. So it all depends on your activity level, but it is simply nutrition. It's not just nutrition for the muscle. It is nutrition for each and every cell in our body. They're all alive. And if we don't do that, the cell deteriorates. When the cell deteriorates and it needs to be replaced, it is the stem cell production that helps to replace those cells. Now, at a certain point when we're young and we we, we overuse our body and we don't eat enough proteins and fats, we have continuously the supply of stem cells to replace the damaged cells. And so when you're young, you are recuperating very fast if you have an injury or an infection or uh, inflammation. When you get older and you eat the wrong food, not only do you not supply the fuel to, to create new stem cells, you also therefore don't have enough stem cells to replace, to, uh, to, to douse the fires, so to say, that are now establishing themselves all over your body. So your hip hurts, your foot hurts, your shoulder hurts, your lower back hurts, your your chest hurts, and you have issues that need stem cells to replace it. But you don't have enough stem cell production because the food you're eating is not supplying more stem cells. And so now we start to have aches and pains and chronic diseases, and now we start to panic because we are not able anymore to self-medicate what we thought we were doing all along because we were healing up so quickly. We're trying to, well, now we're going, we're panicking. We go to a doctor and we say, doc, I don't know what this pain is over here. I don't know why I'm falling apart. I got aches and pains everywhere. My brain is not functioning right. And so the doctor is then going to help you with uh, it's his medication or her medication. So it is important that we nourish the cells so that the cells can keep doing what they're supposed to do. And uh, as far as protein is concerned, that's what you're looking at as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Would you feel there's a correlation in the length of our intestines for the type of food we're supposed to eat? Explain that. So, like, Is there a correlation uh, between the length of, in, length of intestines and the food that we're supposed to eat? Right. So if you look at uh, a strictly meat eater, carnivore, that eats um, their meats every time, uh, they have a very short intestinal tract. And then you go into the apes, the chimpanzees and such, and then the humans, and the length of their um, intestinal tract is quite a bit longer. And seeing the uh, diets that they eat comparative to what humans eat and how internal structures are about the same and how you can look at a gorilla or an ape and the amount of strength that they have and all they're basically eating is uh, some bugs and uh, fruits and vegetables. Okay. So you're saying because we have a long intestines, our intestines are much longer, we are supposed to eat more plant food? Correct. I don't know. I think uh, you can get... Sure, but I I think still that you need proteins, and I think that the majority of protein needs to start its breakdown in the stomach, not in the intestines. The intestine is simply for absorption. And because of the variety that we eat in foods, 
we may need that much intestine in order to absorb uh, along the way different bacteria break down different parts of foods um i i not you know if you people want to be vegans i am not against being a vegan all i'm seeing is that women who say well i'm just going to be a vegan many of them have hair loss many of them start having metabolic problems many of them start eating a lot of carbohydrates and because of that they start having uh, hypoglycemic issues hormonal right, issues they're not they're not eating the full balanced diet that they could be correct they don't understand being a vegan exactly so that is my that is an important point I, if you want to change your diet study it and then and then apply it and if you find out after 3 or 4 months that you're not feeling better and literally not that your mind says, well, you have to feel better, so tell everybody you feel better. No, you're actually really not feeling better, then you should have to you should make adjustments in your diet because you're not helping yourself. And you should know within three or four months. Okay. So I am not against vegan, veganism or vegetarianism. I personally think that if you have a variety of combinations of different proteins, either from eggs and fish and meat and chicken and pheasant and turkey and, uh, and, 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 and certain bean proteins, something, a vegan protein, you can do all those combinations. And I think you're going to be just fine. Now we have, we were told that we get a lot of protein out of cottage cheese. Well, that's all nice. But then you look again at the quality of the dairy products out today. It's just not the way it used to be. Um, uh, I just, you know, I, I see a lot of people who are on these uh, non-meat diets and they're simply losing muscle tone because they just don't get enough protein. They're just snacking all day long because they're constantly hungry and they eat all these things that have no meat in them and then they justify uh, they justify that they're vegans and say, well, that's just I'm just a skinny dude. I'm just skinny. But I go like, you have no muscle tone. You have no strength. You have no endurance. Uh, you know, you need to focus on 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 different parts that make up health. It is not just how do you stand on the scale and how much do you weigh. It really has to do with you as a whole. Right. Can totally agree with that. My next question for you was: Have you read the China study? No, that's been a long time ago. Uh, I've browsed through it, and uh, there is there is controversy about the China study. The the believers believe that that's that's the way to go. And uh, the people who have studied it and taken it apart, there has been long articles written about the China study, how you can take it apart. Um, I, I, I think the study was flawed, but it is definitely an interesting read. Okay. I have not read it yet. I was just uh, looking at it, seeing if I should jump into it. No, I think there is a lot of uh, better work out there that, uh, that you can read. That, but you know, hey, if you like to read and you're a good, you're a fast reader. I mean, the book is pretty thick, so I would, uh, I would do that. But if you look at what happened in 1953 when Ansel Keys came out with the idea that saturated fats were bad for us and um, we shouldn't do meat and stuff, and we should do more plant-based oils, uh, it has increased obesity, inflammation. It has increased uh, uh, thyroid disorders. It has increased uh, dementia, uh, heart disease. Uh, obviously, his thoughts were not so good, but he wrote this book, this study called The Seven Country Study, because he had studied these seven countries and figured out that the way these people were living, that is what they were all healthy, and that's what we needed to do. Well, after that was accepted as law, you know, that became the food pyramid in the United States. 
they discovered that he actually studied like 18 or 21 countries, but he cut all the ones out that didn't, uh, that didn't jive with his thinking. He picked just the seven that he really liked. And so that's why it made like a, whoa, he studied seven countries. No, he did a lot more than that. Um, and he came up with this study that just focused on the ones that he liked. Okay. Have you heard of that? I have not heard of that, no. You know who I'm talking about? I have I have not even, nope. Ancel Keys is A-N-C-E-L, A-N-C-E-L, Keys, K-E-Y-S. Okay. Look him up. He died. He lived to be 100, but that could be all different kinds of reasons. But he, uh, the seven-country diet, the seven-country study, and um, that is that has become the, the law where he said that all saturated fats were bad. And that's what I was talking about in the article on the cholesterol that uh, we have been misled. So for the longest time, a meat, butter, uh, heavier proteins were seen as toxic and bad for us. And in reality, they are really, uh, they have the nutrition and we can take out of that what we can, but it is not the, 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 the safflower, canola, sunflower seed oil, sesame oil, walnut oil, uh, to use that and the margarine, uh, those have really caused a lot of health problems in this country in the last 50 years. Okay. All right? I can do Yep, perfect. Okay, I got to run, Tyler. Thank you. Appreciate the call. All the best. Bye-bye. So please uh, stay tuned. I'm looking forward to that and to more from you. This is Gesundheit with Jacobus. Health Talk Radio.